Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute, I tell you. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to the David Pollock Show. Wonderful little ditty right there tells you that we are back live on Monday night with the David Pollock Show. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We have so absolutely much to talk about tonight. I don't even know where to begin. Like I tell you guys every single week, uh, we try to wrap up, uh, you know, kind of go over everything we missed since the last time we talked. And... You know, we've sort of been talking about the same things. We've been talking about speaker fights. We've been talking about war and whether it be Ukraine or now Israel. We've talked about Trump and Biden and all of it happened in one week. I I don't even know where to begin. Literally, this entire desk here is covered in papers. And we're going to talk about, uh, I want to say all of it, but then you know how we run out of time always. But I'm going to talk about as much of it as I can. Um, But first, a small announcement. Last week... Um, Mr. On-Air Producer Gabe that you guys have heard me talking to uh, moved on to other opportunities, but on the big board tonight is uh, the smartest man I know in radio, and that's Pete Paquette back there. So he's back there. Uh, he has all our clips loaded up. He's promised me it's going to be spectacular. So Pete, uh, welcome to the David Pollock Show, and thank you so much for helping out back there. And um, another update here. So I'm actually coming to you injured. That's how dedicated I am to my listeners. So I I don't – if you guys – the ones on the radio, you guys can't see me. But for my viewers who are actually watching this as we stream on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Rumble and all these other places, you guys can see the camera. I'm in the studio. So if you ever go and see, I'm going to hold it up here to the camera. You see this? That's my finger. Uh, I was lifting a boulder. Because I have this little koi pond in my backyard, a little Mr. Miyagi-esque koi pond. And, uh, you know, my fish are growing up. You know, they're getting ready to go to fish college. And uh, I needed to build them a bigger pond. So I was lifting a boulder out of the ground because I can do that. And I was lifting a boulder out of the ground to try to make it bigger. And I smashed my finger between two boulders. Um, I was wearing gloves. And I, I was convinced, and my daughter thinks this is hilarious, uh, I was convinced that I had just smashed my finger right off. I'm like, I'm going to take this glove off, and I hope I'm not shaking my finger out of it. Um, luckily, I went and got x-rayed today. Uh, I'm okay. Don't worry. They don't think it's broken. It's just a contusion. But either way, I come to you injured. And that's how dedicated I am. My pinky injury has not stopped me from showing up and entertaining all of you tonight. So with that, let's get right to the show. What to talk about first. Let me give you a little preview. We do have a special guest coming up in the second half of the show. Um, 
I don't know if you guys can see it at home. Uh, for some reason, it's saying no live. Uh, anyway, um, we'll get that fixed. If you guys are watching at home and you can't see this, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we ha- On the show tonight, we have uh, Hogan Gidley coming up. He is uh, White House Deputy Press Secretary uh, 2019-2020 under Donald Trump, and he was also his press secretary for his reelection campaign. So we're really excited um, to have him come on the show later. But for now, let's just get right into it. Maybe where to start? Maybe the beginning. Um, we've been fighting for a speaker of the House um, for what? A couple of weeks now. First, it started with Kevin McCarthy. And then, you know, we got rid of him, thankfully. You've heard me talk about how I was when that happened. Then, um, you know, we thought it was going to be Jim Jordan. That didn't happen. We thought maybe Byron Donalds. Uh, then it looked like it was going to be uh, Emmer. But uh, the conservatives were like, nope. And then out of nowhere, we got Mike Johnson. Who is Mike Johnson? I'm sure you guys have heard of Mike Johnson. Um, let's see. You know, you might know he's from Louisiana. I'm sure you heard about that already. He's known as being pretty conservative. Uh, he's pro-life. He uh, worked hard to try to support Trump in the 2020 election. That's made a lot of uh, liberals mad. Um, he has done a lot of really good conservative things. And, you know, it was the perfect compromise candidate um, between – I guess what the establishment wanted, somebody that was sort of in leadership, somebody that can fundraise and somebody that, you know, was conservative enough not to upset people. And I think that's why he kind of came out of nowhere. He was the perfect compromise candidate. There was no um, ridiculous long votes. Um, You know, they basically found him after a lot of conferencing. They, They basically found him and then vote for him. And just like that, we have a new Speaker of the House. So... There you go, guys. The speaker fight is over. Um, we have a new speaker, and I think I have some sound. Here's Mike Johnson. Uh, Pete, it's cut nine. To my colleagues, I, w- I want to thank you all for the trust that you have instilled in me to lead us in this historic and unprecedented moment that we're in. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. And that's it. <laughs> so let's see if, um, if uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, for those of you trying to watch, I realized I forgot to attach my streams tonight. So the only place you could watch this right now is on my website, www.thedavidpollockshow.com. So if you go there, I'm streaming there. I'll try to fix this at the break for you guys. But if not, you're just going to have to listen on the radio like old-fashioned, like the good old days. So, all right, well, that's Mike Johnson. So now let's not talk about the speaker anymore. Let's see if we get 12 separate appropriations bills. Uh, Let's see if we get – you know, all the things we were promised. Let's see if the January 6th tapes get released. Let's see if we can get a balanced budget. Let's see if we can get term limits. Let's see if we can ban stock trades uh, between members of Congress. Uh, let's see if we can go back to pre-COVID spending levels. Let's see if this new conservative speaker can deliver on the promises and the wish list of conservatives. Who knows? But, you know, we still got a lot of other fights going on. So let's move right into my second favorite topic that we've talked about forever in a day, and that's Trump. We love Trump, right? Most of us do. I do. Trump is pulling away. 
pulling away. If this is a news poll out of Iowa, uh, asked which one of the following Republicans would be your first choice for president, 43% respondents say Trump. 43%. Ron DeSantis, 16%. Nikki Haley, 16%. You heard that? Nikki Haley and Governor DeSantis are tied now at 16 Now, if you remember way back um, in the Wayback Machine, uh, they DeSantis put everything on Iowa. I mean, his his pundits were out there. Uh, you know, we're going to—Iowa's going to be the thing. Iowa's going to be the thing that that delivers our victory. Once we win in Iowa, every, we're going to win every other state. It'll prove that we can win. Well, it does not look like he's going to win in Iowa. I'm sure that DeSantis will become governor of New Hampshire next because if you remember, I'm in Florida. Our listeners are in Florida. We elected Ron DeSantis to be, and he was a great governor, and I've said this on the show. I love the way he governed during COVID. Most of you did too. He was tough. He stood up for Floridians. He was a good governor. So, of course, he won re-election by a mile. But then he decided that he was going to run for president. And I believe he knew he was going to run for president back when Trump first billed him as being desanctimonious and not uh, being honest about what his intentions were. So he runs for governor, wins, packs his bags, and moves to Iowa, where he's been ever since he got elected. Meanwhile, our insurance rates have gone up 18% if you can even get homeowner's insurance now. You know, they might be donating to his campaign, but they're not helping Floridians. This is something that needs to be addressed. And, you know, this is <laughs> – we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe after Iowa, maybe after New Hampshire, we'll get a governor back, and then maybe I can go back to liking him. But for right now, I'm just a little irritated. You know, he takes all the $18 million of money that was donated to him run for governor, and then he goes and runs for president against Trump. So we'll see what happens. Looks like Nikki Haley is tied with him. Um, there's been a couple of well, – you know what? There's a couple more polls I'll go into. But before I go into that, there's been a couple of dropouts. It's starting to happen, guys. Larry Elder, who I really like, and uh, who you heard right here on this network, uh, Larry Elder has dropped out, and he backs Trump. And you might remember um, Perry, Governor Perry. He had this great campaign, uh, where I saw him at Turning Point. He had these T-shirts that said, Perry who? <laughs> and it was really cool. He did well in the straw poll because everyone knew who he was, but he has dropped out. And he also now is supporting Trump. And... Somebody else has dropped out, um, but he is not supporting Trump. Pete, this is cut 12. I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never mm. stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. Mm. Mm. Oh, good old Pence. Um, yeah, so uh, Pence is out, won't, won't endorse Trump. Instead, he's basically saying uh, he'll support anybody but Trump. So Pence is a never-Trumper. Fantastic. Nobody knew that, right? I didn't see it coming. Surely you didn't either. So uh, Pence is out, and then let's see what's left in the field, right? So we still got DeSantis. We still got Haley. We have Christie, Hutchinson, Burgum. I don't even know who that is, <laughs> but they're still in, pulling at 0.7%. And then we have S Senator Scott. Let me tell you where everybody's at right now. Um, Trump, of course, overall in this race, he is at 56.9%. <laughs> 
Okay. Haley's at 8%. DeSantis, 14. Ramswamy, 5.8%. Christie, 3.1%. I cannot wait till he drops out. And who knows who he'll back. He'll probably back Haley as well. Um, and then Hutchinson is like 0.7. Bergen's 0.7. Tim Scott is at 2.0. And uh, so that's where we're at. I mean, Trump is blowing everybody out of the water. I think Haley's going to hold on. I think DeSantis will hold on. thing is Haley and DeSantis will, will, will share votes as people drop out. So eventually somebody's going to have to draw the short straw. My bet, honestly, is going to be that DeSantis is um, not the last man standing. I think it's going to be Haley versus Trump. And, um, you know, her popularity is growing and she's kind of growing organically. She is the establishment alternative to Trump. DeSantis doesn't know who he is and nobody knows who he is either. And I think that's his issue. And if you look at where all the numbers go, let's do some quick math. You have Christie, 3 percent. You have Scott at 2 percent. Ramswamy at 5 percent. So between all of them, you have about 15 percent of the vote plus DeSantis, 15 percent, arguably. Um, if everybody dropped out and put all their support behind Haley, it would be somewhere around 25% still to Trump's 75%. So um, I don't think anybody is going to catch Trump. The writing's on the wall. He will be our nominee, but he's still facing some indictments, and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk all about that. David Pollock Show will be right back, so don't go anywhere. I know that I must do what's right. Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. Seems Florida is a popular place to live these days, but do you know who is not feeling the effects of limited home inventory? Bugs. That's right. As popular as Florida is for people, pests like it even more, which is why I recommend pest control, termite treatment, and fertilization from Protex. With over 40 years of experience, their fully licensed, bonded, and insured team utilize state-of-the-art products and techniques to maintain a pest-free home. But that's not all. They also also provide the highest quality fertilization and pond management services so you can have a green yard and not a green pond. So if you want to keep your lawn green and your home bug free, call Protex today at 407-542-0044 or visit them online at ProtexLawn.com. That's P-R-O-T-E-X Lawn.com. David Pollock here. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're looking for more information on any of our sponsors, or perhaps you want to hear a replay of a past show, make sure to visit thedavidpollockshow.com. There, you'll also find our latest articles, links to our social media, and opportunities to become a sponsor yourself. So remember to visit thedavidpollockshow.com. Business owners, are you sick of dealing with those big-name telecommunications companies that leave you frustrated with terrible customer service and then lock you into long-term contracts? That's why I want to introduce you to my friends over at Public Telephone Company. They are an industry-leading VOIP provider offering all-in-one business communication solutions that are completely contract-free with competitive pricing. But perhaps the best part, they're all about supporting their customers with U.S.-based customer service and they're always willing to go the extra mile. Don't let your phone company drive you mad. Call Public Telephone Company today at 877-314-4080 or visit them at publictelephonecompany.com. That's publictelephonecompany.com. Hey friends, David Pollock here. If you're craving the best soft serve ice cream around, Topper's Creamery's got you covered. 
Serving the Apopka community for over a decade, Toppers is known for the finest old-fashioned custard-style soft-serve ice cream in a variety of flavors, from their French vanilla bean to exciting specials like German chocolate cake. But the experience doesn't end there. Be sure to grab a fresh-baked waffle cone or a sundae topped with my favorite, the fresh-baked brownies. They even offer pup cups for your four-legged friends. So hurry in to Toppers Creamery in Apopka, South 512 Hunt Club Road. Make sure to tell them David sent you. The Answer is your exclusive media partner for the third GOP debate in Miami, November 8th. And now you could win two tickets to be there. Just text WIN to 94878. Text the word WIN to 94878. Hurry, your chance to win ends Wednesday. Text the word WIN to 94878. Exclusive coverage of the next GOP debate in Miami. Sponsored by Seminole GOP's Lincoln Day Dinner, February 4th. Get tickets now at SeminoleGOP.org. David Pollack here. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're looking for more information on any of our sponsors, or perhaps you want to hear a replay of a past show, make sure to visit thedavidpollockshow.com. There you'll also find our latest articles, links to our social media, and opportunities to become a sponsor yourself. So remember to visit thedavidpollockshow.com. Welcome back to the David Pollock Show. And a uh, big shout out uh, to one of our loyal listeners, Lou. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm going to tell you how much of a professional I am. And, and not, and very, very modest too. Um, <laughs> she's telling me, I can't see your video because this is one of my uh, viewers from across the nation. As much as, um, as much as you guys love this radio show here locally in Orlando, I have people who love this show all across the country and they watch on, um, they stream it on whether it's on Twitter or YouTube or, or wherever. And uh, they're texting me, I can't see your show because they can't listen because they don't live in Orlando. Um, you can always find it on iHeartRadio, by the way, and FM 94.9 or yeah, FM 94.9 AM 950. The answer is go to iHeartRadio. You can find it too. Or you can go to the Salem website, uh, uh, Salem, I think it's SalemOrlando.com, and you can just stream it there as well. Either way, um, she, she told me that there was a problem. On the break, Pete, man, he hooked me up. I ran back to the studio. I said, we need to add some time uh, so I can fix this. I created a new stream. Now all of you who watch this show streaming can see me. And those of you listening home are still listening to me, so that's okay too. But problem solved, and we're back on the air, and I will not be distracted this quarter of show hopefully not all right we're getting right back into it so um as i promised you um right before the break we have all these republicans dropping like flies one after the other because for some reason i don't even understand to be honest with you i don't understand why to even begin with look let's go down this list why would anybody think that they can beat trump in a primary you have two reasons to run, right? One reason is going to be because you hate Trump and you just want to give him a hard time. And that probably counts for Chris Christie, um, Nikki Haley, uh, definitely for um, Mike Pence. Um, then you have people who nobody's ever heard of and you run for president and you make a name for yourself and maybe get a, a cabinet position. I think that's probably um, Ramaswamy, who I kind of like. Um, maybe Scott. DeSantis, I believe he was set up. I think people got in his ear and said, Governor, this is your time. You need to run. 
Because they knew if he ran in 2028, he would clear the field. There's a lot of people who want to run in 2028. I, I, I can name a bunch of them, but I'm not going to now. I think they wanted Ron DeSantis to run against Trump. And I think they figured, hey, if you run against Trump uh, now, um, you could beat him. Um, I th- I think the reality is, um, I think they set him up, to be honest with you, to fail because there was no way DeSantis was ever going to beat Trump. That's what I can tell you. But they're not done with Trump yet. Colorado is looking to keep him off the ballot. And then you have uh, judges. Of course, we have four different indictments going on right now, as you know. And now they've reinstated a gag order against Trump in the uh, federal election uh, subversion case. They originally um, put this gag order on Trump, if you recall, but then Judge Chuckton, or Chuckton, whatever, um, she she issued a stay on that order because uh, Trump's team alleged violated his First Amendment rights. But then, of course, he was making threats against Mark Meadows. And you might have remembered all the fake news about how uh, he made he threatened Mark Meadows and Mark Meadows got struck a plea deal and he was going to testify against Trump. And you might remember how then there was this rumor going around the Twitterverse over the weekend that, that Mark Meadows wore a wire, that Dr. Gorka was like, that's, that's baloney. And he was right. <laughs> so all of this, of course, is to try to keep Trump from talking. And what I think this ends up doing is immediately gets this case in front of the Supreme Court And I think this is going to backfire in Democrats' faces. I've said it. Um, And I think it's coming. I think think eventually they're going to overplay their hands. And I think this gag order is putting us on track to do that. But, yep, there's another gag order. They're trying to keep Trump off the ballot. They will not rest, guys, until they get rid of Trump. This is what they've tried to do since the very beginning. These four different cases going on right now, I mean, they're not going to stop. They're going to try to get him removed from the ballot. Even after he wins the Republican primary, these polls don't matter because even when he becomes a Republican nominee, they're not going to let him be the nominee. Not against President Biden. And I'll tell you why. President Biden is doing worse and worse and worse His approval rating among Democrats have dropped 11 points in one month. You guys might have seen, uh, you know, the way he's handling all of these international issues. You know, Iran, he's like, you know, don't. Should he should he invade? What what, what do you what, what do you tell Iran if they're thinking about invading? Don't. Anyway. So that's what's going on. Uh, Biden's getting more and more, less and less popular. People are starting to see his age. And um, anyhow, uh, I don't think they're going to allow Trump to be the nominee. And I'm telling you now, and I've called it before, I don't think they're going to allow Biden to be the nominee. Over the weekend again, Gavin Newsom, he's out in China. What is he doing in China? other than getting pointers for how to get California to become more communist. Gavin Newsom's in China. China. Um, he wasn't wearing a mask, by the way. And he was playing with Chinese children. And, you know, he's on the world stage. Earlier, he scheduled a debate on Fox with Ron DeSantis. Everybody he keeps asking, are you going to run for president? Are you going to run for president? And he keeps saying, no, 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 no. But yet he keeps doing things like he's going to. My prediction, and I've said it, and I stick by it, I think what they're going to do is do a switcheroo at the Democratic convention. They can make their own rules. They can do their own things. I've said it. I predict it again. I'm doubling down on my prediction. Um, Joe Biden will not be the nominee. It will be Trump. They're going to do everything in the world to get rid of him. But then just as an insurance policy, they'll put Gavin Newsom up. And I'll tell you this, guys. Um, as much as I respect our voters, you remember there's Republicans that voted for Obama. 
once Gavin Newsom, who's young and articulate and charming and all of these things, once he busts onto the stage at the last minute and contrasts that to what Joe Biden was, he's immediately going to get a lot of attention. And then he becomes a real threat. And then the fake news comes and the fake news polls, and it's going to look like he's the clear front runner and he's going to be the one who wins. I still think Trump beats him, but it's definitely not as easy of a race. The big question mark. I don't know if you guys have heard the big question mark is RFK Jr. He's running as an independent now. And if you look at the polls, um, Trump versus Biden, um, Trump is beating Biden by almost two points or more in about every single poll. And RFK is taking the balance. So all RFK took about 10 percent of the vote out there, maybe 12 percent in certain polls. But it's taken more from Biden than it has Trump. And, you know, the liberal polls will have him at neck and neck. But I think Trump is doing much better. I think RFK is going to be the spoiler, guys. And um, so if it's Trump, Biden, and RFK, I say Trump wins. I'm calling it right here on October 30th, day before Halloween. And um, we'll see what happens. So that's it. That's Trump. Uh, that's polls. That's what's going on with that. Uh, all right. I'm going to turn to a subject that, of course, is not as happy. Um, actually, you know what? We'll do that after the break because I do want to update you guys on what's going on in Israel um, and with Palestine and these protests because it is getting very serious out there um, with, uh, you know, the, the, not only are there protests everywhere, but there's there's literally Jewish students hiding in a library, Jews being told not to leave their house in New York. I'm going to talk about all this in a minute because there's some troubling signs out there that we need to talk about. And, of course, there's been a massive ground escalation. We'll talk about here that in a second. But I only got two minutes before the break, so I might as well talk about this. Also, <laughs> since we last spoke, you might have heard um, that there was apparently um, uh, an army – soldier of some point uh, uh, i think they were calling him a, a weapons expert i forget what he what they said he was robert card in maine he went on a shooting spree killed 18 people um he had a history like always it seems he had a history of mental health issues and um you know he goes on a shooting spree kills a bunch of people and then there's a, a, a two-day-long manhunt they ended up finding him with what they say is a self-inflicted gunshot wound of course all the gun people are out saying, uh, that shows you we need to ban assault weapons. You know, it's the gun's fault. He was on the FBI's radar. He was actually hospitalized. The police went to his house, spoke to his brother. His brother said specifically that you can't make contact with him because it will probably be armed. But don't worry, uh, we are going to make sure he has no access to the guns. This wasn't a gun law issue. This was, he was on the radar. He was actually hospitalized for mental health treatment. He still had his guns. He actually tried to buy a suppressor. And because of his mental health issues, they wouldn't sell him a suppressor. So it wasn't even that he had any illegal firearms. He just snapped. And it wasn't like people are shocked by it. Again, he was on the radar and he fell through the cracks. He had access to weapons. His weapons remained in his possession. And what happened? Maine averages less than 30 murders a year, the safest state in the country. And in one night, 18 murders in Maine because the system failed uh, Mr. Card and the system failed the people of Maine. So that's what happened. It's not gun issues, but of course all the anti-gun advocates are running around out there acting as if guns are killing people and there's all these issues rather than looking at the source of the problem. 
and that's the mental health, the growing mental health crisis in America, especially for our veterans. This guy needed your help and you failed him. And as a result, 18 people are dead. 19 if you include the shooter. I got to take a break. David Pollock Show. Be right back. Hey, friends. David Pollock here. Yeah, I don't, if you're no craving audio, the best soft-serve be ice cream around, Topper's Creamery's got you covered. Serving the Apopka community for over a decade, Topper's is known for the finest old-fashioned custard-style soft-serve ice cream in a variety of flavors, from their French vanilla bean to exciting specials like German chocolate cake. But the experience doesn't end there. Be sure to grab a fresh-baked waffle cone or a sundae topped with my favorite, the fresh-baked brownies. They even offer pup cups for your four-legged friends. So hurry in to Topper's Creamery in Apopka, South 512 Hunt Club Road. Make sure to tell Tell him David sent you. With today's economic environment, it's never been more important to secure your hard-earned wealth for you and your family's future. FinSec Life works to offer industry-leading customer service to help successful individuals and businesses protect their wealth. Whether it's a business succession plan, estate liquidity, or a variety of life and long-term care policies, FinSec Life can help deliver peace of mind, knowing that if something happens, you or your company is taken care of. Visit FinSecLife.com. That's F-I-N-S-E-C Life.com. Securities offered through Valmark Security, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Valmark Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. FinSec Life is a separate entity from Valmark Securities, Inc. and Valmark Advisors, Inc. Business owners, are you sick of dealing with those big-name telecommunications companies that leave you frustrated with terrible customer service and then lock you into long-term contracts? That's why I want to introduce you to my friends over at Public Telephone Company. They are an industry-leading VOIP provider offering all-in-one business communication solutions that are completely contract-free with competitive pricing. But perhaps the best part, they're all about supporting their customers with U.S.-based customer service and they're always willing to go the extra mile. Don't let your phone company drive you mad. Call Public Telephone Company today at 877-314-4080 or visit them at publictelephonecompany.com. That's publictelephonecompany.com. Welcome back to the David Pollack Show, guys. Sorry for that long break. I was trying to fix the audio for my people at home. Um, It's not working. <laughs> so if you're watching at home uh, or listen, trying to watch on my streaming channel, you have to go to the uh, answerorlando.com and then stream the audio there. Don't know what's going on. I'll have this fixed for you next week. Um, but until that, there's nothing I can do besides uh, entertain my local listeners with more of the David Pollock Show. Let's get right into it. Um, so uh, these protests I talked to you about before I went to the break uh, that are upsetting – um, I'm sure you guys have seen. And I've been talking about this for weeks. Actually, I talked. I literally talked about it the day after war broke out because it was immediately that there was all of these organized protests, like everywhere. Every like you couldn't even organically put things together that quickly. It was like everything was ready to go. Almost like they had a, 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 a advance notice that there was going to be an attack, and we immediately should start protesting. I've told you guys about how all over social media there has been this. Almost like this this push, especially on Twitter, there's these spaces that I tell you guys about. The 24 hours a day, there seems to be a pro-Palestinian space and a pro-Israeli space. And in there, there's thousands of people all sharing information that's either verified or unverified. Everybody trying to get somebody's opinion 
uh, to shift one way or the other. Graphic videos, graphic stories. I mean, now, you know, there's that story of that girl uh, who they said was missing and then, but they thought she would be okay. And then they found out that, you know, uh, the, the mom was having hope. I, I can't think of her name. I have a note here so trying to find it, but they thought that she'd be all right. And then they found out that, no, she um, did not survive, this girl in Israel. And they're graphically describing how she didn't survive. And I'm not going to go into details because my kids listen to this show. But essentially, it's like they go out of their way to try to pull on the heartstrings, to strike at the emotion um, of the people. And why do you think they're doing that? We're, I, we're not fighting. Right. I mean, look, this war matters to all of us. Um, the atrocities that are happening over there, um, especially what Hamas did in Israel, it sickens all of us. But look, need I not remind you, there are people dying in, 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 in Gaza as well. I, I mean, war is a terrible thing. And what's happening over there is sad. But why are they trying so hard to convince us to get on one side or the other? Well, one obvious reason is let's get a ceasefire. Because a ceasefire means we can regroup and launch more terror attacks. We can go and hit Israel, and as soon as Israel hits us back, ceasefire! That's one reason. But I think there's a more nefarious reason at play. You can go back to the 2020 election. You can go back to the 2016 election. You, there were hearings on it. You've heard even Hillary Clinton talk about Russian interference, Russia, Russia, Russia. There has been uh, a targeted effort by our adversaries to so division throughout our country and they use social media they use and it's all kinds of things you can see it you you know there was a point i think it was in 2016 where russia was planning protests in the united states involving our election making it seem as if people were on one side or the other you combine that with the democrats motivation to get trump and get republicans and rise to power they're more than willing to pour gasoline on that fire you combine that with the division that has been put in place by uh, Barack Obama himself, where um, he and let, and I have audio on this, and we can go to it. Here's Barack Obama in uh, in I think this was in, I don't know what year it was, but here's cut three. I'll get I'll get it for you in a second. But um, so Barack Obama, if you remember, the president was supposed to unite all of us, hope and change Barack Obama. He's telling people to get in other people's faces. You guys remember that? Right? Literally. He took politics and started suggesting they should become violent. And then if you all remember Maxine Waters, she was up there screaming, you need to find Trump, Trump cabinet members. Find them in restaurants. Find them in, I don't know if Pete's back there. It'd be cut four, Pete, if you're there. And so let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. We've got to get the children connected to their parents. The children are suffering. Fertile ground for public unrest, right? You have Obama telling people to get into people's faces. You have Maxine Water calling for violence. Maxine Waters calling for violence. And what did the people do? They protested. 
And and this is going to be cut five. Now here's a quiz for your for the listeners at home. When were those protests from? Obviously you heard free free Palestine on there. That was recent. But <laughs> I'll tell you those protests went from 2018 and I brought you all the way to 2023. They sound the same, don't they? Whether it's Black Lives Matters, whether it's free Palestine, whether it's trans rights, whether it's abortion rights, whether it's anti-Trump, anti-USA, anti-wall same protesters, different costumes. This are These are the same groups of people, and who is organizing them? Is it Antifa? Is it George Soros? Is it Barack Obama? <laughs> who knows? But the point is, we have fertile soils for division in this country. Democrats are more than excited, more than happy to pour gasoline on the flames and foreign governments, enemies to the United States, see this happening. And what are they doing? The same thing that we've done for decades. Well, let's create, let's create disunity in a country. Let's create un- instability. Let's cause a government to get overturned. That's what's happening in the United States. And if you don't believe me, look at what's happening in New York. Look at what's happening in Chicago. Look at what's happening across the country, but not just across the country, across the world. And the people that have been motivated by power-hungry Democrat politicians are more than happy to get in line and join this latest civil rights, They at least they believe, a civil rights cause. Make, make no mistake, a free Palestine has nothing to do with gay rights. It has nothing to do with abortion. It has nothing. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they want the, the people who want a free Palestine would just as quickly take all of those rights from everybody. And all of those protesters who are marching for black rights or for the Black Lives Matters people that were marching for George Floyd, check this out. This is in Chicago. Cut 11.
black Israelites are out there supporting Israel? Do black lives not matter anymore? These are the people, these same people are protesting <laughs> with the free Palestine people. It's, it's insane to me. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I got a very special guest on the line, uh, and we'll get to it right after this. you an insurance agent or property manager looking for a reliable and accurate property inspection? Floridian Property Consultants specializes in citizens insurance packages and replacement cost appraisals so you can get bound quickly, easily, and accurately. FPC's experienced inspectors will make sure each assessment meets all the insurance carrier standards while ensuring that you don't pay for more than you need. Work with a company that respects your time and budget as much as you do. Visit online at FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. That's FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. Hey friends, David Pollock here. If you're craving the best soft serve ice cream around, Topper's Creamery's got you covered. Serving the Apopka community for over a decade, Topper's is known for the finest old-fashioned custard-style soft serve ice cream in a variety of flavors, from their French vanilla bean to exciting specials like German chocolate cake. But the experience doesn't end there. Be sure to grab a fresh baked waffle cone or a sundae topped with my favorite, the fresh baked brownies. They even offer pup cups for your four-legged friends. So hurry in to Topper's Creamery in Apopka, South 512 Hunt Club Road. Make sure to Tell him David sent you. Welcome back to the final 15 minutes or so of the David Pollock Show. Um, I think we got the audio all worked out at home here, guys. I think we're rocking and rolling. Thank you, Pete, for whatever you did, whatever magic you did back there. Um, real quick, I want to remind you guys um, that the David Pollock Show is fueled by Beard Vet Coffee. If you like all the energy that I have, it's because I drink Beard Vet Coffee. A portion of all their sales goes to benefit veteran organizations. So why not support them? I love their coffee, but they also have beard oils, tumblers, all kinds of great products. You need to go to beardvet.com and put in promo code David and save yourself 10% because who can't save 10% in Binomics? We all need to save money, right? So that's promo code David, beardvet.com. Go get yourself some. All right, guys, we are going to get right into it with my special guest. His name's Hogan Gidley. He was the White House Deputy Press Secretary from 2019 to 2020 in the Donald Trump administration, and he's the press secretary of Trump's 2020 re-election campaign, and he's on The David Pollack Show. Welcome, Hogan. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate the time. Oh, no, thank you so much for coming on. We are talking about everything today, and, and as I told you, so <laughs> so for the listeners, Hogan and I were texting. He's like, what are we talking about tonight? I said everything. <laughs> but once, say, this show is on once a week, so I have to catch the listeners up with everything that's happened throughout the last week, and this might has, have been the craziest week news-wise that we've had in the longest time. I mean— we talk. I mean, between what happened in Maine, we have a new House Speaker. Uh, we have President uh, Trump is in Iowa. We've had. I mean, I can't even tell you the war and protests and a war. Yeah, I, it's insane. I mean, it's like I I don't remember a time where so much was going on at one time. So we're talking about it all yeah. tonight because it's all happened in the last seven days, and I'm so thankful for you to come on the show and talk about it with us. And so much of it's bad. Oh, yeah. It's not like we have all these good things happen. You know, look at this great week, right? It's a lot of bad things that are happening. And, you know, I have to admit, when I was uh, in the White House, I, I just, I-, I wasn't really aware 
or, or cognizant of the fact that the policies that we put in place actually affected people as much as they do. And so when you have good policies, you have good results. You don't have wars breaking out all over the world, the Middle East in turmoil, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. You don't have huge uh, spikes in crime. You don't have an open border. You, you have a sane, rational economy. You have energy independence. Now you come and do everything the opposite. It all falls apart. And, and Joe Biden looks around like all these things are just happening to him, like he has nothing to do with it. But it's all happening because of him. And so this week is seriously uh, one of those times in, in American history where you have to wake up and go, wait a minute, who's in control? Who's asleep at the switch? You know, what, what's going on and why is this happening to us? And, and you don't have to look too far. I think a lot of the radical leftist policies, you were playing clips before. I was talking to someone about these college campuses and someone said, hey, I can't believe what they're doing to these college campuses now. And I was like, now? Mm-hmm. How do you think these kids learn this from their teachers? Where did the teachers learn this when they were in school? And so if COVID gave us one thing that was good, it was a peek behind the curtain for parents to say, wait a minute, you're teaching my grade schoolers what? If there's one thing about this war that has really kind of opened the eyes of the American people, it wait a minute, our colleges and universities, the billions of dollars they've been getting are, are going to teach our young men and women this? I, I tell you, I think if there's one thing the left hates, whether it's transing your kids behind your back in, in, in grade school or, or, or critical race theory or election integrity or what you're learning in college campuses, it's transparency. When everyone gets to see what's going on, they lose. So they do everything in their power to try and prevent people from taking that peek behind the curtain. I'm telling you, we're in a bad way right now, and I'm an optimist where I say, look, I think we're going to be okay because the American people are resilient, and they're not going to let our, our rights be trampled on, and they're not going to be let them taken away. But a lot of people have been fooled in this country by these radical leftists that, that portray their brand of Marxism and communism as freedom. It's not. And the quicker we wake up and understand that, the better off we'll be. Man, that was – let me tell you, I spent the first three quarters of the show setting up all of this. <laughs> like I, I walked through all the different things that they were doing, and um, basically I, I'm sitting here like – Sorry, I was getting feedback in my mic in my headset. I was sitting there like, "This is what's going to happen, guys. This is what they're setting up. This is what they're going to do, and this is the way people are reacting to it." And you just came in and basically summed it all up and said exactly what's happening. And I love that. That was that was perfect. <laughs> so good job. And but yeah, exactly right. What's going on is you have all of this stuff that used to benefit the radical left. And now it's actually backfiring on the radical left. It's like they lit a match and they can't control the fire that's burning because all of these things that they use to benefit their elections, to benefit themselves, are now out of control. And I want to get your opinion on this. Do you think do you think foreign governments or at least foreign actors of some sort are picking up on the fact that we have a very weak White House right now? We have a weak president that's asleep at the wheel. We have a lot of unrest civil- civilly. We have a lot of people who – pretty much hate America, and they've been trained to do it for Democrats' advantage. Do you think they're taking advantage of that right now and trying to um, inspire some of these uh, anti-Israel protests throughout the country? Oh, look, 
you, you don't have to guess whether or not they're taking advantage of it. Did Russia invade Ukraine when Donald Trump was president? Nope. Did, did the Middle East fall into turmoil while no. Donald Trump was president? No. And I'm not advocating for Trump here. I just want to be clear because I work for the man. I travel with him on foreign trips. I was in the room right across the table from President Xi. I was with Vladimir Putin. I was with Erdogan. I was with Bolsonaro of Brazil and, and uh, uh, so many different foreign leaders, Prime Minister Abe of Japan, who, who got assassinated. I mean, these are people who faced serious, serious problems and serious challenges in their countries. But they knew one thing with Donald Trump, and that was they, they, they feared him for sure. A lot of them loved him. But they all respected him, and they knew he put this country first. So there was no ambiguity there. They understood when they were in a room with Donald Trump, when, when, when she decided to balk on a deal he had to buy a lot of our, our, uh, our, our products, our, our, our farm uh, agricultural products, he looks at me and says, go get Abe, and brings Abe in the room, and Abe in Japan buys all the things that China was supposed to buy, right? They knew where Donald Trump stood. They knew he could make the deal. They knew he stood up with the American people for the American people, but he would work with them. It wasn't America alone, but it was America first. And so I witnessed this on the global stage. And when a president goes and speaks, it's not just the mainstream media that hears him. It's not just the American people that hears him. It's the world that hears him. And regardless of political party, I cannot stress this enough. When you go overseas, when you're engaged with foreign leaders here at home, too, you want your president to at least look strong, at least to look as though they have the American people's best interest at heart, to, to look as though they have a grasp of the issues and a knowledge. We don't have that right now. And, and to ask, you know, is the world paying attention to that? You better believe they're paying attention to that because Russia and Ukraine, Please. Everyone knew what was going on there. The rest of the world's taking a look at America and her stance in the world. Uh, you know, China could could go after Taiwan, of course. All kinds of other issues. I mean, the six million people who come across this border illegally and unlawfully alone tells you that the people south of our border couldn't care less. And actually, well, that's kind of a bad example because let's be honest, what they're doing on the southern border, the Biden administration is doing this uh, by design. It's not by accident. They want this to happen. But, I mean, they, the other people saw it. They knew what was going on, and they're taking advantage of this country. And we're in a weak position because of it. The domestic policy from Joe Biden is a disaster, but so is the foreign policy. And as I mentioned at the top, policy matters. It's wonky. I don't like learning the minutia, but it does impact people's lives, not just here, but all over the globe. And the quicker we get good policy in place, from a good leader, the better off we'll be. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And I forgot, believe it or not, I forgot about the border. That's how crazy things was until you brought up. They apprehended, I think, 50 people. And these are the ones they caught. 50 people from uh, terrorist regions. I, th I believe it was Iran and there, there been, it, it, Syria or something like that. There have been 250 Ugh. on the terror watch list since Joe Biden is in president. 150 in this fiscal year alone. The largest year Donald Trump had of, of, of a person coming across the border on the terror watch list, six. Six. So it's not a matter of if those people are going to commit an act of terrorism. It's when. Understand, if you're in this country illegally and unlawfully, any crime you commit, rape, murder, DUIs, burglary, arson, 
uh, assault, it's 100% preventable because you shouldn't be here in the first place. Now we have people coming across the border, they, and the, the left will say, but you caught them. See, it's, uh, it's 250. Right, but there are 2 million known gotaways that did not go through ports of entry, that slipped in, that aren't being processed. They're just out in this country, 2 million people, okay? How many people are on the terrorist watch list through that, through that number? You were just guessing. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a serious problem this country faces, and it's all because of Joe Biden. And the next president, whoever that may be, when, when there's a terrorist attack, I guarantee you, when they backtrack and figure out where that person came from, it was going to be across that southern border. Man, I agree with you completely. Hogan, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm out of time already because uh, time flies when you're having fun. Um, are you, maybe, uh, maybe you'll join us on our, our post-show Twitter space there so the listeners can get some more of your insight. Yeah, and I tell you, I'll come on next time. I come on, I'll come on way earlier. I kind of got, <laughs> I kind of got messed over with a live shot. I forgot. I Listen, had. you're I, a big deal. I'm not a good scheduler. You're a big deal, and we're honored to have you on the show. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank right. you. And, and before you go, I just want to remind all of our listeners: if you want to hear more of Hogan, you have to check out the Line Drive podcast. It's fantastic. I've been on there. Um, you have Tim Murtaugh. Correct. You you have um, you have Hogan, and I think is Sonny still on there with you guys. Sonny's on there, too. Yeah, it's great conversations, guys. You've got to check out the Line Drive podcast as well. Hogan, we'll talk in just a few minutes, and thank you so much for being on the David Pollock Show. All right, appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right, guys, if you want to catch more from Hogan, we are going to have the post-show Twitter X space um, beginning at 8.30. Just go to at the Pollock Show on Twitter. That's at the Pollock Show. That space will start at 8.30. You can hear a lot more of this discussion. We're going to carry it on after the show. And thank you so much for sticking with us tonight. Sorry for the technical issues. Um, We are working on it, and uh, I still appreciate you guys tuning in every single week, and we'll do it again next week. Um, Until then, guys, there is a lot of bad news coming around, but there's also good stuff happening every day, so look for that. And uh, remember to tune in to The David Pollack Show, and we'll see you again, same time, same place, next week. Take care, everybody, and happy Halloween. Have fun trick-or-treating, everybody. Good night. It may be rough going.